0: Welcome to the Resident Evil Lorecast, the podcast that will explore the various mediums and lore of the Resident Evil franchise, such as the video games, movies, novels, and more. And here are your hosts, Ariel, Daniel, and Aaron. Got something that might interest (laughs) you. Well, welcome back to the Resident Evil Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron. Aaron. And joining me are my fellow hosts, Ariel. Hello. And Daniel. Hi there. And today we're finally going to talk about Resident
2: Evil 4. <laughs> <laughs> Ariel's favorite.
0: Yes. Oh, it's not? Yes. It's Resident Evil 8. I like 8. No, that would be 7. <laughs> <laughs> well, without further ado, we don't want to put Ariel off anymore. Let's go ahead and dive
2: into Resident Evil Four with a summary. So, this game I have not played much of, unlike Ariel who has played, played it a lot.
0: Uh, I've played it a lot too.
2: <laughs> well, we only count the one here who who says it's her favorite. <laughs> Resident Evil Four, of course, known as Biohazard Four in Japan, it's always going to be Biohazard. is a 2005 survival horror video game published and developed by Capcom. That would be the only people who should publish a Resident (laughs) Evil game. It is actually the sixth installment of the Resident Evil series. Mm -hmm. And it debuted in North America on January 11th, 2005 for the Nintendo GameCube and was later released in Japan and Europe.
0: And then it had re-releases on almost every single console ever.
2: Yes. It's been released on PlayStation 2, although it did lack certain... Uh, visual features to it. It's been like you said ported many times throughout the years. It has been on these systems GameCube, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, a PC, Nintendo Wii, the Wii U, the Switch, on iOS, 360, Xbox One, Azebo, and Oculus Quest 2. Mm -hmm. And
0: the Oculus Quest 2 is our beloved VR version.
2: With probably more releases for future consoles.
0: We're going to talk about
2: that this episode. And that is what I have on the summary as far as the background of the game itself.
0: Right. Well, that is a very extensive summary.
1: <laughs> the first time I played it was on the PS2.
0: Yeah, I played GameCube. So, what do we got next?
1: Let's talk plot. Let's. And oh, what a plot we have. <laughs> So, the game's main protagonist is Leon Kennedy, Mm -hmm. who was recruited and trained by the U.S. government to become a special agent after they learned of his actions in Raccoon City.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Now an agent for a special security agency, Leon is sent to Spain on a mission to rescue Ashley Graham, the president's daughter, who has been kidnapped by a mysterious cult organization. So, let's get into the nitty gritty. So Leon travels to an undisclosed Village in Spain as Mm -hmm. we know He gets there with the Two cops in the car
0: Yep. R.I.P. two cops
1: I know that was really sad (laughs) So um, Yeah he gets to well he gets on this outskirts of the village You know and he goes into the house Figures out Trying to talk to the villager See if he's seen Ashley Yeah we all know that. Mhm. So he gets to the village. So there's three sections or areas in this game. First you have the village, then you have the castle, and then you have the island. Mhm. So of course we'll start with the first one. So Leon gets to the village and learns that the or he encounters the huge contingent of unruly villagers who have pledged themselves to the cult the Los Illuminados
0: finger finger quotes here pledged
1: yeah and he finds out that cult is what got Ashley kidnapped essentially so then he meets Louis Sarah rest in peace a former Los Illuminados researcher who aids Leon on his mission By examining Sarah's notes, Leon discovers that Los Illuminados gain control of their subjects by implanting a mind-controlling parasite known as Las Plagas. So really, this is the first game in Resident Evil that didn't have zombies.
0: Yeah, inherently zombified creatures. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because these weren't zombies. They were people being controlled by the Las Plagas. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, Leon and Lewis got captured, which uh, Leon is injected with the parasite. And after escaping and meeting the merchant, <laughs> who supplies Leon with stuff, he supplies them with uh, guns and tune-ups and you know, first aid sprays and you can get the tactical vest and all those other cool things. The
0: maps, the extended inventory. Yeah,
1: all the cool things is what the merchant will sell you. Leon then travels across the lake where he faces a large and dangerous creature Del Lago. Which I hated that fight. (laughs) I hated it. Then, you know, he defeats the creature collapses in a cabin and then obtain, obtains the key to open the church where Ashley is being held. On the way back, Leon fights El Gigante,
0: which I I want to make note here that it, when the first time I saw this creature, I immediately thought of Lord of the Rings. Like a cave troll. Like a cave troll, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a damn cave troll.
1: So then he gets to, you know, eventually gets back to the church. He opens it up. He finds Ashley. And that's where he meets the mastermind of the Los Illuminados, Osmond Sadler. Dun, dun, dun. So Sadler tells them about the plogus growing in their bodies and they escape Leon and Ashley escape and they get to the extraction point and meet with Lewis again in the cabin where they are ambushed by a seemingly never ending amount of villagers that was a fun thing to go through (laughs) very fun not So when the attack ends, Leon and Lewis separate and Leon finds out that the helicopter has been shot down. So after traveling through a canyon where the two face another El Gigante, traveling down a gondola and facing the village chief, Batora's Mendez, Leon takes his false eye and uses it on a retinal scan to open a door which leads to Salazar Castle. And Leon and Ashley believe they can take refuge in it until another chopper arrives. But you know, that doesn't happen. So that is a brief synopsis of the village part. Of course, there was so much more detail, which we can sift through later.
0: So a couple of things I want to note with the village portion. Uh, Number one, why do they have the giant cave troll just chilling in the middle of this village? (laughs) Like, it was always a question of mine as to why you had this giant creature just chilling. In fact, I believe it was three of them just chilling.
1: Well, you had the one in that little circle pit, you know. And then you have the, um, two routes scenario, mm-hmm. and there's one down that route. <clears throat> so there was a total of two here.
0: Okay, that's right. Yeah, there was only two. But still, why would you have these two clearly untamable beasts just chilling in the middle of your village?
1: I think it was to be able to defend if intruders came. Not necessarily Leon himself, but people that were going to come they were a cult mm. doing shady shit
0: I can see that yeah
1: so I think that was just more of their defense
0: so I can, I can get down with that you know to be honest uh, especially with all the other crazy nonsense we've seen up until now with the Resident Evil series <laughs> but I do have one very important question which is about the merchant and it's a very key detail with his eyes and you have a very lovely fan theory about the merchant, Ariel.
1: Well, I believe that the merchant has the Las Plagas Parasite, but is able to control himself.
0: Much like Leon can.
1: Up to a point. Up to a point, yeah. Because, um, which we'll go into later, you know, that when, the, like when they become adults, the parasites is when they fully take over your body. But I think that the merchant found a way to control himself and didn't follow the rules of Saddler. That's my theory, because you see his eyes go red a few times Mm -hmm. and you see Leon's eyes go red. Yeah. When I believe it was Mendez uh, strangled him Mm -hmm. for a second and he really he saw the you know red eyes and said oh you're one of us but stay out of our way yeah
0: so these are before we went any further these are key points that I wanted to bring up as to not forget them but anyway let's continue with our plot
1: so now we are on to the castle which is actually my favorite part of the game there's just so much to the castle so let's get started So after meeting yet another of Sadler's acolytes, Ramon Salazar, who jacks Leon's communication with Washington, Leon and Ashley travel to the center of the castle, but Ashley starts coughing blood, which distresses her and she runs off and gets captured. This is the first time she gets captured. which was kind of to my relief not gonna lie (laughs) so Leon runs into Ada who survived the destruction of Umbrella's underground lab in two Ada is now attempting to obtain a sample of the dominant species Plaga for her enigmatic employers the organization But she doesn't tell Leon about it. Leon fights his way through the underground sewer system, despite assaults by Sadler's mutated novistadors. When Leon finds Ashley and is about to rescue her, Lewis runs in with drugs to suppress the growth of the parasite and a sample of dominant species Plaga for the U.S. government when he's killed by Sadler. That was a very very sad moment. Sadler retrieves the sample and leaves. Leon rescues Ashley, but vows to avenge Lewis's death. So Leon when Leon can't get to Ashley, then you have to switch over and play her to get out mm-hmm. which, if you don't have the suit of armor is very hard because you have more of the cultists and then you have the suits of armor coming at you. Mm-hmm. No way to defend yourselves other than the um, oil lamps.
0: And once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah.
1: So anyways, you end up finding a way out as Ashley going back up to Leon and then you guys take off again, go through more of the castle. And then she gets captured a second time. And then she gets taken to the island. So you fight your way again through the castle. You get to the end. Where you have to defeat Salazar. So you defeat Salazar get on a boat with Ada because of course she's always helping you out through it and going to the island
0: so before we carry on to the island I want to bring up a couple points of things that stood out to me in this particular series of events number one I was very frustrated at the fact that we don't get a whole lot of screen time with lewis and in the very short time we've known him we've seen seen him go from a jokester to serious to downright terrified and i hope that if resident evil 4 truly is getting a remake we get to see some more of lewis and his character development in the future because he is a pretty strong character from just the very few moments that we actually get to spend with him.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed Lewis. And he was funny, which I know a lot of people don't like some of his jokes. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, some
0: of them were a little, yeah, different times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but he was a pretty funny, yeah. pretty funny character.
0: Um, Second part is for a lot of players, I know a lot of people I've talked to personally This was one of the most annoying aspects of the game was having to keep track of Ashley up until this point.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes, it is. I mean, we'll discuss it later, but once you get that suit of armor, Mm -hmm. things are a lot better.
0: And a lot of that is due to the complexity of the AI in that game. It was discussed way back when, when Resident Evil 4 first came out, that the AI often confused itself and would run into danger when it wasn't supposed to. And that was the biggest problem.
1: I did think that there were quite a few times where you were able to at least hide Ashley.
0: Yeah, and that was nice and convenient.
1: That was nice and convenient when she didn't have the suit of armor. (laughs) But, I mean, the part in the castle where you had to lift her up on top of that little thing and she had to crank the bar to be able to get to the next room and you had to shoot all the cultists that were coming from above and below was a giant pain in the ass.
0: But I do want to commend it because this is the first time in the RE series that we actually do get a partner whom we have to actually give instructions to and have us assist to do things. Because before there'd be, you know, the occasional drop in of another character will show up in a cutscene, and they'll drop a crate or they'll launch a rocket launcher or they'll slide you one or, you know, we had other NPCs that would assist us. But this is the first time that we ever had the ability to control an NPC and give instructions.
1: That would be cool if said character was actually useful, (laughs) you know, wielded a gun or even a knife.
0: Oh, you mean like in another game that we'll talk about soon? Yeah. (laughs) Well, that being said, let's continue with plot.
1: Okay, so now we're on the island and, you know, you go through the island trying to get to Ashley and you go through several hordes of even more mind controlled people. You finally get to her. You guys go through some more stuff through the island. She ends up getting captured again. You go through even more. And finally, finally get to her again for the last time. Get her again. You get to the... It's not an operating room, but essentially the operating room where you go and you get the parasites out Mm -hmm. of both of you and Ashley. Yeah. Then you fight your boy Sadler. That's at the very end. You end up defeating him with the special rocket launcher that Ada gives you or throws down to you. And then you have however long. Is it a minute? Honestly forget the time limit you have to get Ashley and then get on your little ski-doo and get off into the sunset and you save Ashley.
0: Well, that was a quick synopsis of what happened.
1: Ouch. Yeah, I mean I would love to go in-depth of every single tiny little thing that happens in this, but we just don't have the time to do that.
0: Well, I think this is the perfect time to take a mid break. And when we come back, we'll discuss more RE4 in greater detail and possibly some theories. Woohoo. Well, here we are in the mid break. And the first thing we got to do is thank our lovely. Oh, so amazing patrons. And those patrons are Anthony Bellotti, Remington Cloutier, Chris Slate, and none other than Saint. <laughs> so, a huge thank you to our patrons.
1: You all are awesome.
0: Yes. Thanks. <laughs> Such enthusiasm, Daniel. No, uh, we do truly appreciate it. We say it every episode how wonderful everyone is and. It, we can't stress enough. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for all the lovely reviews that you've been leaving us on iTunes. We are reading them and I'm going to start reading them live on the episode during our mid-breaks. Uh, just uh, we, we really appreciate everything. We really, really do. But all that being said, let's dive into some news because I've got some exciting
2: news for everyone. So let's start with Daniel today. Which, as always, I don't bring news. I bring merchandise. <laughs> so on Tee Public, a place I like to go, there is a shirt called Leon's Revenge T-shirt. It is designed and sold by Clay Graham Art on there. You can get it in multiple different colors. The shirt has the umbrella logo in the background, and it has Claire and Leon in it, and Leon is taking a fire... Leon is taking fire at a zombie in front of him while other ones are clamoring to get at him and Claire. Looks pretty awesome to me. (laughs) It runs twenty dollars before shipping, though other sizes do change the price. And you can get it on tpublic.com through Clay Graham Art if you're interested in a Leon's Revenge T shirt. I it looks
0: pretty cool. I want one. (laughs)
2: <laughs> we well, can give me one, too, if you're getting one.
0: Okay. We'll get Ariel one, too, just because. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Speaking of Ariel, what do you got for us in news today?
1: Well, I read an article. Oh, boy. Much like I always do. Well, we had talked about les- last week, we had talked about the countdown. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Resident Evil fans, it had nothing to do with Resident Evil. Yeah, but I wanted to cover it anyways. Still Capcom. And we were all anticipating the countdown. So Street Fighter 6 was officially announced. Mm -hmm. And this article that I have is on IGN. Mm -hmm. So after six years and two updates, updates, Capcom is finally moving on from Street Fighter 5 and officially announced Mm -hmm. Street Fighter 6. So in the short teaser revealed a beefed up Ryu Mm -hmm. as he faces Luke the 45th and final character for Street Fighter V, who was teased to be in the sequel. The announcement for Street Fighter VI also coincided with the 35th anniversary of the franchise. Mm -hmm. So this will be released on June 24th, 2022 for PS4, Nintendo Switch, Steam, and Xbox One.
0: So I will say it is widely known across the news that this was a huge letdown for massive amounts of Resident Evil fans
1: it was but I do want to remind you listeners that it was never said
0: Uh, that it
1: was going to be a Resident Evil based thing I mean Capcom does do other games. (laughs) No, they don't. (laughs) I know. I love Resident Evil with all of my heart. So I get why you would be upset, but just remember that it was never said it was going to be Resident (laughs) Evil. And I enjoyed Street Fighter. I remember playing it in an arcade when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, the old arcade cabinets.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: that being said, don't get too discouraged because... Supposedly, rumor mill has it that March 22nd, there will be a Resident Evil related news announcement. So we'll see what that has to anticipate for us. Hopefully, it's some news about our reverse or Resident Evil 4 potential remake. Uh, Tons of things coming out of the woodwork. Hopefully, we get something tasty and juicy to bite into.
1: Yeah, because it could even be news on nine. Mm hmm. So we'll we'll
0: anticipate the 22nd of March. We'll see what happens then. But until then, I have a news article as well. And this comes to us from VideoGamesChronicles.com. And it says, this is the article headline, Resident Evil 4's remake will reportedly be announced soon. Now, as of the time of reading this, this article has been out for two weeks. So to sum up the entire article, Essentially, VGC reported last year that Capcom planned to release an RE4 remake at some point. Now we're getting updated news that because of the internal disagreements with Capcom about the direction of the project and the company's own product team preferring to develop a game that was inspired by the original but incorporates new elements there was a kind of like a delay in things. So now we're getting news that there will be new elements. There will be new things. It's kind of going to be an expanded storyline. So fingers crossed. Hopefully this is all true and we're going to get an RE4 that's hugely expanded. One of the elements discussed in the article was that the events are going to take place at night to add that extra horror effect to the whole game.
1: Yeah I've read that too somewhere
0: So They're trying to get the whole Remake vibe going because if you Notice in 2 and 3 it's more Focused on the horror Aspect of things not so much The actiony kind of thing
1: Well yeah they even reported that 9 they were trying to go for More horror mm-hmm. themed
0: Yeah, Which I think is the direction I, I, I appreciate the direction Honestly it, the remakes have been Incredible uh, I wish three would have been a little bit longer, but still great. And eight was a fantastic game. So, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to this new horror, more horror oriented direction that we're headed with Resident Evil series. Yes. So be on the lookout for some RE4 remake news. Sounds like pretty soon.
1: I'm always on the lookout. <laughs>
0: Well, with all that being said, I think it's time we dive back in to our discussion on RE4. Yeah! Well, we are back from our mid break. And before we dive into Ada's story, there's a couple things that we glossed over on the island that I want to bring up. Number one, and most importantly, is our enemy dynamic changes drastically. We go from having normal, regular old villagers to full-blown soldiers on this island.
1: Yeah. I mean, they kept different characteristics for the different areas Mm -hmm. because the villagers, you had the village, oh the village, you had the villagers. Mm -hmm. The castle, you had the cultists. Yep. And then the island, you have your militia.
0: And I really appreciated this because it really kept the aesthetic vibe going.
1: Yeah, it did. And it wasn't just the same, you Mm -hmm. know, same person you're fighting against.
0: Yeah, yeah. There wasn't really, there wasn't any time to hit a drag point. Essentially, uh, no, not at all. And since we're bringing up the soldier, soldier parasitic enemies, let's bring up a very important soldier, Krauser on the island. Now this yep. is a this is a massive boss fight.
1: Yeah, he. Uh... I did not like that fight either, <laughs> because not only was he hard, he dodged and weaved constantly. Mm-hmm. So you'd try to shoot him and he'd go, nope, dodging you.
0: And he definitely had that shield kind of manipulation ability that he would do every once in a while, which.
1: Oh, at the end with his arm. Yes. 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 Which,
0: you know, from Dark Side Chronicles, we get a little bit of a hint as to why he has this ability, Mm -hmm. especially working directly with none other than glasses himself. Wesker. Mm -hmm. So I, that was a pretty important pivotal moment in the series, especially since we got to know a little bit more about Leon's background and the relationship that him and Krauser now share.
1: Mm -hmm. And the reason that Krauser was even there to begin with is because Sadler hired him to kidnap Ashley mm-hmm. he was the one that actually kidnapped her and he was trying to get on Sadler's good side because of Wesker Yep.
0: Yeah. and finally one of the most heartbreaking moments for me was when our beloved helicopter pilot whom we I really wish got more screen time got shot down
1: I know. I was really rooting for him to have a beer with Leon afterwards.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of... And... There's a lot of pivotal moments here, and it is an area which... truly changes the entire dynamic of the game because we go to a more of an industrial... war zone kind of feel on this island.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a huge chunk at the end where it is. Feels like a battlefield.
0: Exactly. So... The last thing I want to bring up here is none other than our gelatinous blob spiky friends that get really annoying (laughs) as soon as we get into the deeper dive of the facility.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, to begin with, they don't have the spikes. Mm Mm-hmm. But when you go into a a garbage chute, when you go down there, that's when you see, like, the first spiky one. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're terrifying, and you have to have the special scope to see all the points you have to shoot on. Yep. Ugh. And they're creepy.
0: I did like the extra element they added, though, of the nitrogen usage to freeze them.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like Salazar's man, Mm -hmm. the henchman, where you can shoot or knock over, and it freezes them for a second.
0: Yeah. And we'll talk more about all these enemies and stuff later when we get into our deeper dives of them, but... I wanted to bring them all this stuff up because it is it is pivotal moments within the in-game content. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and dive into Ada's story.
1: So after you beat the game, you can unlock separate ways, Mm -hmm. which is Ada's point of view. Mm hmm. Which was pretty cool because the game itself was so long. It was a very long game, which I loved. But even after the end, you still get more, which is awesome. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Ada's separate ways. So in the beginning, Ada arrives in the village seemingly around the same time as Leon And after fighting off a pair of Ganados, Ada is contacted by Wesker and is told to ring the church bell to pacify the villagers. So in the beginning, when you hear the church bell Mm -hmm. ring with Leon, it was Ada. So after she was told by Wesker to go do that, she then notices Leon having been ambushed by the gang of villagers in the beginning. So she heads to the church while avoiding Leon and effectively ringing the bell which in turn saves Leon from the Ganados assault. So that was the first part of it. So next, she is searching through a book about the villagers in the home of Vitoris Mendez. When she gets another call from Wesker, he informs her that their informant of sorts, Louis, Sarah, has been captured by the Ganados and is being held in a cabin. Since he is needed to gain access to the Plaga sample, Ada is sent off to rescue him. Ada arrives just in time to see Louis and Leon being moved to a new location. On her way back to Batoris' house, she witnesses Leon being assaulted by Batoris and intervenes, which is when he starts strangling Leon.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Shoots through the glass and gets him. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: So she makes him chase her instead of harming Leon further. And she makes her way down the back from the house and is tranquilized by a ganado accompanying Batoris' party chasing her. She wakes moments before meeting her end by an axe. She then meets with Lewis after the cabin assault and he informs her he is off to gather the sample. So in the next thing, Ada then reveals herself to Leon within the castle. Then, after a short conversation, escapes to the hedge maze outside and receives another message from Wesker, telling her to get the sample from Lewis, and if she encounters him, to eliminate Leon. While doing her best to avoid Leon, she meets up with Lewis just in time to see Sadler kill him and take back the sample.
0: I want to say something here during this cutscene on both sides we truly see Leon and Ada's relationship at an all time strain at this point because Leon straight up asks Ada what she's doing here. And Ada, of course, in Ada fashion, completely avoids answering the question.
1: Yeah. She does several times Mm because the next time I'm about to cover with Krauser. Yeah. When he asks her again,
0: you can tell that their relationship though, though there's still that connection of romance it's very strained at this point because leon only gives a shit about getting the president's daughter and getting out of here and now that he sees ada he recognizes there's a problem
1: there is but he's always quick to accept her help exactly (laughs) so in the next part ada and jack krauser meet in the island radio tower Wesker then contacts her and informs her that Krauser is now under orders to assassinate Leon. Ada makes her way to where the two are fighting and shoots the knife out of Krauser's hand that was mere inches from his chest. After Leon's fight with Krauser, Ada reports Krauser's death to Wesker. She then meets up with Leon who, being temporarily under his Plaga's control, attacks Ada. Ada soon after she is attacked by none other than a mutated Krauser who had not fallen in battle to Leon not wanting to deal with having reporting a living man dead to Wesker she finishes off Krauser once and for all so when you think that you killed Krauser as Leon you didn't
0: Ada's gotta come in and clean up your mess again
1: exactly so then the last part of separate ways Ada then arrives through a balcony entrance in Ashley's containment room and distracts Sadler while Leon and Ashley escape thinking she defeated Sadler Ada attempts to retrieve the Plaga sample only to be sneak attacked and captured by Sadler being released from captivity by Leon Ada races to obtain a rocket launcher to assist the struggling Leon in battle mirroring her assistance to Leon back in RE2 with a similar concept. After the battle, Ada steals the Las Plaga sample Leon had gained from the defeated Sadler. She then makes her escape from the island via a helicopter and gives Leon keys to a jet ski to make his escape with Ashley as Ada sets the island to explode. In the last scene of her report, Ada states how the organization wants the Plaga sample for themselves, that she was ordered to pretend to work with Wesker, which she found entertaining, and that she intends to send Wesker a different sample as ordered. She then states that Wesker is not stupid, that he knows exactly what the organization is planning, and that his mission may be over, but the battle is just beginning. And that is the end of that.
0: So a couple things here. Uh, Number one, crossbow and grappling hook are badass. Yeah. (laughs) I do like that we finally get to play as Ada. And I do like that she gets some of the well-deserved limelight in this series. She's still way more badass than this game even gave her credit for. But at least we touched the surface of it.
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool to play as Ada, but also see the background of what was happening Mm -hmm. while you were playing as Leon. And explained all the, not all, but a lot of the mysterious things happening around.
0: Yeah. Well, with all that out of the way, Daniel, let's talk some
2: B.O.W.'s. All right, so I've got a list of them as we will cover most of these in the next episode. So I'm going to go in order here. We have the Armaduras, the Chainsaw Man, along with its variant of the Chainsaw Sisters, the Comillos, Del Lago, El Gigante, Ganados, which would be your run-of-the-mill infected villagers, Mm -hmm. the Garador, the Gatling Man, the Iron Maidens, which... Ariel and Aaron love? No. I actually do love these.
1: <laughs> no, I don't.
2: The Novistador, Plaga and Plaga C, Queen Plaga, the Regenerators, Snakes, which are not as bad as they sound, U3, and Verdugos.
1: Fun thing about the snakes if you shoot them, you get chicken eggs. <laughs> Sounds familiar like another Resident Evil game
0: <laughs> So Yes we will talk More RE In depth And BOW's In characters in depth next episode uh, There's so much to cover In RE4 it is a very long game It is it's is, It's huge so we cannot do RE4 justice by covering it in just one episode.
1: Oh, definitely not. Cause there's a million things I still want to talk about. Mm-hmm.
0: So before we get to our unlockables, let's talk characters. What are some of our favorite fun characters that we see in this RE game?
2: So I'm going to go with both your favorite character mm-hmm. and that's Ashley Graham. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I said that purposely to everybody, uh, Louis Sarah Ingrid Hannigan Raymond Salazar Matoris Mendez and Osmond Sadler as the other ones would be Leon which we already mm-hmm. know about and Krauser from the previous episode
0: yep and Ada
2: yes so the ones mentioned were the new ones
0: so yeah we've got like I said a lot to cover next episode but in the meantime let's close out with some fun things <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go over unlockables in this game. So the first one and my favorite one was the bottle caps. So you can collect 24 different viewable bottle caps and they do make noises, which is what I thought was the coolest thing ever. Um, you can collect these by playing the shooting gallery mini game. And if you collect full sets of them, you are awarded with money as well. So it's a double whammy. For unlockables.
1: Mm -hmm. And it first pops up in the castle.
0: Yep. So, another fan favorite is the free Punisher. If you shoot all 10 blue medallions and then go talk to the merchant, you get a free Punisher. If you shoot all 15 blue medallions, the Punisher will be free and will include one firepower tune-up. So you can get it for free if you shoot 10 or... You can shoot all 15 and then get the free power up on top of it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I still do it every single time I play the game. So
0: I'm not gonna cover the extra cutscenes this episode. I'm gonna cover them in the next episode when we talk Easter eggs because some of these are borderline Easter eggy. So we're gonna talk about some extra cutscenes next episode. But another unlockable is the title screen. After you beat the game once the first time, uh, the title screen will change to a scrolling panoramic image of the village center, and you can use the joystick to to change different scroll speeds and directions of the image. You can also unlock New Game Plus, where you can keep all your previously unlocked things, and the merchant will keep his inventory from the previous save file. You can unlock Professional Mode, after beating the game once on normal mode and starting a new game. And you can unlock a few weapons. You can unlock the Matilda by beating the game once, the Infinite Rocket Launcher by beating the game once, Hand Cannon by obtaining a five-star rank on all characters on all stages in the Mercenaries minigame. You can unlock the Chicago Typewriter by clearing the Assignment Ada minigame in the GameCube version, but it's been changed in the most updated versions to separate ways. After you beat that, boom, you got yourself a Chicago typewriter, one of the most infamous unlocked guns to date.
1: Yeah, it's definitely my favorite gun of the game.
0: <laughs> so another little tidbit that they added into the newer games, because it was not originally included in the GameCube version, is the PRL-412, which is a plaga removal laser. So, it is literally a laser gun that shoots the plogus out of people. <laughs> so, a couple other unlockables we have. We, of course, have our special outfits. So, our special one outfit for Leon is the RPD uniform. And the special outfit two you unlock after competing separate ways is Leon in his red tie, fedora, and gloves, looking like a mafia boss. Yep, and Ashley also has two unlockable outfits. Ashley has the special outfit one, which is where she'll appear in a white and red trimmed pop star outfit, and her special two outfit is the infamous suit of armor that everyone also oh loves because she can't be kidnapped anymore.
1: She can't be kidnapped. <laughs> she can't be shot.
0: <laughs> She's nice. invincible. So those are our unlockable costumes. And a couple other extra game modes we have is mercenaries, assignment Ada for the non-canon scenario where players could take control of Ada and must collect the Plaga samples in separate ways, which is the canon uh, incident with Ada where you will go through and play her side of the storyline but this one is not included in the GameCube version. So those are our unlockables.
1: (laughs) Those ones I know about and actually did.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the, uh, the Plogus removal laser is my personal favorite because when I first unlocked it and used it, I went, this does nothing and then I learned how to use it and it changed the game altogether.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Of course, the Chicago typewriter is my favorite, but I do enjoy the rocket launcher a little too much. (laughs) The infinite rocket launcher. But of course. Because I do have a lot of fun blowing random things up.
0: Yeah, it's in the nature of things. (laughs) So that's about all the time we have for this episode covering Resident Evil 4. The next episode, we're going to cover a more in-depth look at our B.O.W.s, our characters, and a little bit more in-depth look at some parts of our storyline where we get to see our best character developments. And of course, let's not forget our Easter eggs. So until next time, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for joining us tonight on the Resident Evil Lurecast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, tell a friend. Leave a comment and review. If you want to keep chatting with us about all things Resident Evil, you can find us on the Robots Radio Discord. You can also chat with us at RELurecast on Twitter. Till next time, stay safe out there. And remember, we might have something that might interest you, stranger.